Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. Welcome to episode 8 of the Lazy Spelunkers podcast. And today is February 15th. It's a Thursday. And for time, it's 8.36. And today we're going to be talking about what we've been playing recently. Um, various other news articles such as uh, Loot Box no, and their don't politics. Say don't say it. Uh, <laughs> uh, something that's uh, free on Origin. <laughs> and some Bitcoin shit. <laughs> because that's all we talk about, loot boxes oh. and Bitcoins. And Bitcoin, and yeah. Bitcoin. What we've been up to recently, uh, Mark? Well, if we're starting with the old what we've been playing... No, what you've been doing. Well, what have What's, I been how's doing? How's life? Well, uh, that's not a discussion that we're having with you. No, lots of... Lots, 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 I got a new car. Uh, oh, oh what, have you, what have you had? I, I, I bought myself a... Uh, uh, a Volkswagen Tiguan, a nice big four by four. It's wow, a disappointment in Charles's face. <laughs> I'm thinking, is there some news you haven't told us, Mark? Like what? Is, have, have, have you got the misses up the duff? I mean, I haven't been told. So, <laughs> for a second, I thought that was fucking uh, news to me. Oh, oh we, we we're not meant to be telling anybody yet, but we've already bought the car. Any particular reason? I mean, this we're going to turn this into the grand tour, but like any particular reason behind the the Tig one? Uh, well, first, simply, I've been well. My dad has always had SUVs. I was brought up with SUVs as a, a car. I, I love big. Is cars. it definitely an SUV? Because yeah. SUVs generally aren't sporty, don't have much utility, but they are at least vehicles. I will send you a photo. It's a, it's a rather large vehicular. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. four by four. It's an actual full-on four by four as well. It's four oh. motion. It's the sport version as well. Have you, so. did, have you got a new job and not told anybody about <laughs> it? As, as like a Wall Street banker. <laughs> no, fucking hell! If he no. was in Wall Street, the fucking stock market would fucking crash in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Put all your money into Bitcoin. Do it. Do it now. All of it. No, what just, have you been up to, uh, Charlesy? Well. Um, something relatively related. As a, relatively related. That's a, that's a name for an album. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> when was it? What's the, uh, two weeks ago? I went for a hobby weekend. Um, I was in Nottingham for the Horus Heresy and for the first time this year, Necromunda Weekender, where I spent a weekend in the Belfry Hotel, which is a nice four-star hotel near Nottingham. Um, playing with little little men, little toy men, not little actual <laughs> men. Before anybody misconstrues <laughs> that. So yeah, so spent spent the Friday at Warhammer Worlds. Uh, then went over to the hotel for the evening to sign in and buy loads of stuff and spend far too much money. And then sat in seminars and stuff Saturday, Sunday. Ate some good food because the breakfasts included there, and it's a full buffet breakfast, and it's phenomenal. Um. Yeah, that was the best part of the breakfast. No. Um, yeah, so I, I just spent a weekend geeking out a couple of weeks ago. Otherwise, haven't really done much. A lot going on at work at the moment, so I've had to travel down to Bedford. And that was fun. Waking up at five o'clock in the morning. When the I'm normally used to... <laughs> It's east of Northampton. It's probably, in a, on a good run, you're probably looking about an hour and 45 but it's classed 
is London, really. That's that's yeah, in it's, down yeah, that it's, not, it's not too far from there. Milton Keynes. I think it's about twenty miles from Milton Keynes. Yeah. Oh dear. But um, yeah, we left at like six ish and got there. I think it, in fact, I don't think it was too bad getting there the other morning. I think it's about two hours forty. Um, but yeah, so I left at five and didn't get back till no, left at six, but got up around five and didn't get back till quarter to eight. Oh, lovely. Um, so it's quite a long day, considering I'm used to nine to five working behind a desk. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's me. What about you, Adam? Yes, what um, have you been doing? Apart from the uh, the usual work, masturbating and crying uncontrollably. Um, we've been In no preparing... way are any of those three related or happen at the same time. <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my third warning. <laughs> um, yeah, we've also, um, me and Charlesy recently have been pre- preparing for a gig that we're playing next Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, that's a good point. So we've been practising uh, recently. Um, for any of our local listeners, if you can make it to the, uh, what's it called, Robin... Two in Bilston on the twenty second of February. Next a week today. Week today, yeah. So this podcast might not even be up before, <laughs> if, before we actually play. But if anybody wants to go, then they can. It's it's cheap. It's only six pound on the door. Or oh, I've got tickets. Uh, five pound. Five pound. Five pound the ticket. Five pound finish. Five pound finish. Um. Um. Yeah. But apart mm. from that, I've. Uh, just doing the usual sort of stuff, preparing for the uh, the engagement party that's coming up next month. As I well. thought you were going to say preparing for the Winter Olympics. Then, to be honest, preparing for the <laughs> Winter Olympics, making sure that uh, I don't get done. Taking his skis wise. down the old Chelmarsh slopes. But you've got to be fair. You, I've got some decent slopes around by you, Ed. Mate, there's one. Um, I don't know why, but my phone always takes me through like the back lanes when I go to Kidderminster. I think. Mm. And there's one where I'm not even fucking joking. It's like a stupid decline. I mean, what angle? Go on, Charlesy. What, what, what I mean, that, that's a ridiculous angle. I mean, you. And then it goes up like that again. So as you're driving down, you literally look straight, and you can see like the top of someone's car if they're driving the other way. It's it's. I can't remember where it is now, but for some reason my sat nav always takes me through there. But it's it is ridiculous. You could you could pop a ski down there. Full on V shape, so when you get to the bottom, you, your car just you the bottom just, just hits the stuck. other bit of road, and you get yeah. you kind of just get stuck there. Pull it yeah. up via rope. That's exactly what it what it's like. Then. You look like a man's like man. The corner of the air. <laughs> Pull your car with rope. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just preparing for the the engagement party that's coming up soon. By in preparing, I mean like mentally. <laughs> but uh, that's about it, really. I've been a normal human being. Things. That's about it. It's rather suspicious for a human being to say. <laughs> Who are you, really? <laughs> right then. Well, that's our lives, I believe. Well, that's, yeah, that's there that. for the world. Let's let's just end it there. To be honest, I mean, how long is that? Is that is that too long for a podcast? What are we on? We're on, it's always, we're on a good eight minutes ish. It's always um, too long for a fucking podcast. <laughs> what we've been playing. I think we should thrust straight into what we've been playing first and foremost. Okay. This look. Um, should, we, should we go, Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can go yeah. if you wish. Yeah. We'll get the the, uh, the majority of the talking out of the way first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we played games. It was good. 
Yeah. Alright, well, fine. So, for the past, <laughs> since the last podcast, uh, I've primarily been playing only two games. Uh, this mainly due to my work life. I don't have much time when I get back in from the air. working to actually sit down and play a lot of video games. So, I always play something that's quick or at least going to be. Well, I suppose fun. it's the, uh, the way normal human beings play games rather than. Smelly teenagers. Yeah, that's that. That is true, and that 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 just saddens me to know that I'm no longer a smelly teenager. I'm now a fully functioning <laughs> adult with responsibilities and you're a smelly adults. <laughs> bills and fucking pets and shite. But uh, yeah, so I come home and I've been playing uh, Borderlands Two, which is an old RPG by Gearbox Software. Uh, I say old; it's not that old, but you know. Older, and I've been I've been enjoying that. I've been playing that with the it's four. There's four of us playing it, utilising the four player co-op, and we're just going through the stories and all the DLC. Just having a, having remember, a blast. The, uh, remember the original? I think the original was 2009. That's going to be my guess. Do I remember it's actually going? As one of the only games where I actually went to the shop on release day and bought it. Yeah, went to Starbridge and bought it. Good games, really good games. So yeah, I do enjoy the Borderland games. Some of the humour is a bit hit and miss. Uh, mm. Tends to try and hit the lowest common denominator in terms of writing, but the gameplay is fun. The the characters, the, there's more characters. There's, I think there's two new characters now that you can choose with different skills. And they've still got the you know the technically Brazilian guns, although you know there's like four or five actual makes of guns and they just swap and change parts and mm. abilities but it's still fun when you find like a a legendary or something like that and you, you you use that for a bit and you go up in level and you realise there's another legendary out there for you and you want to go and hunt that down or something like that quests and missions and it's just a blast really it's a it's, it's a nice way to f- just chill out it was one of the first games that I uh, I thoroughly anticipated because of the fact that it was not only an RPG, but it was a co-op RPG mm. that you could fucking... That was, at the time, that was something I was longing for, because I was especially playing a lot of Oblivion. Yeah. This is the, fir- the first Borderlands, of course, when that came out, yeah. sorry. Um, I was playing a lot of Oblivion and getting engrossed into that and thinking, how awesome would, would this be if I could play this with my mate? Mm. I suppose it was and pretty... I was looking for something like that at the time, you know. I guess it was pretty early. It was, sort of, it was one of the first ones I really remember that was sort of that drop in, drop out, sort of just tag up with random people and actually do proper co-op stuff as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it was one of the first games I played with drop in, drop out co-op. Yeah. when they first coined that kind of phrase. That. And the way that the loot system worked as well, like, was dependent on what level you were, of course, but, you know, what you saw in a crate was different to what you were... Not the case in Borderlands 2. If that was the no. case in Borderlands 1, I don't really remember. But in Borderlands 2, yeah. when you open a crate, the weapon's in there, everyone sees, so it's kind of like a free-for-all. Yeah, just grab you know, what you, you can as quick as you can. Well, it's a kind so, of like... I suppose it's more like you just... You know, everyone comes over to the crate, sees what's in there. If nobody wants what's in there, then they leave it to wherever. So but, does your level influence what's in there, then? Yeah, your level, definitely. But because we're all playing at the same time, we're all round about the same level. So if I jumped in at level one and you, you're level twenty, then you know, uh, if if it was my game that you jumped into, then the weapons inside the crate would probably be around about level eighteen. But because weapons are level required, it doesn't really matter because you wouldn't be able to use them anyway. 
And you wouldn't be able to damage any of the enemies either because they'd be far too high if you went off on the same quests yeah, as Mark. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's kind the... of stringent about what levels, what, yeah, how many levels, That's like two or three seems, levels. Seems a little bit backwards compared to the original. I think the original, so. the way they blended it together was quite nice. I think it's a bit awkward because if you do have somebody. So, I picked up the Borderlands collection for Xbox One mainly because it's a couch co op game. Yeah. Um, and what made it a bit awkward, say you started off and you had four people playing split screen together, and then you come back a week later, but one of those people isn't there. Their character's not levelling up, but the others all are. And also, your missions and stuff are linked to your character. that character. So when the other person comes back, say another week later, one, you're possibly a couple of levels above them, but they also haven't completed those quests, so you almost need to go back and complete the missions again that they haven't done so that they can then sort of catch back up as well as then giving them the chance to level up so that they can actually then join you. Otherwise, if you're level 20 and they're level 15 and they're coming along, they're pretty much doing nothing and making the game harder for you yeah. as well. Yeah, because the, one of the, the enemies scale depending on how many people are actually in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll but, end up with like, like four times the number of monsters and they'll all be level set to like the level of the mission you're in, which might be, like, say, if you're level they've 20, it might of, be around 20. They've kind of fixed the mission structure thing because if you are in a game with someone who's completed those missions and then your character hasn't, you can actually you do a mission and it'll say, oh, you've already completed the a number of missions so far forward in the story. Do you want to skip forward or fast forward the story? And you can do that and it'll skip you to the, the mission that everyone else is currently on. Which does is it, what we did when... Does it give them the experience the as well? Well, you get the experience from doing the missions prior with the person in their story mode. Okay. So, I mean, it just like for us it helped us because uh, I think three of us completed the campaign. Well, we all completed the campaign, but me and a friend hadn't um, done that on our characters solo. So... Then we figured the fast-forward feature would help us get us towards the end. In actual fact, he actually said, oh, you've already completed the game, so we'll just skip you, and you can start the game again on true Vault Hunter mode, which is the harder difficulty that allows you to get to the level cap. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a solid RPG. There's, there's a few problems with it every now and again. Its performance is still weirdly odd, every, you know, like... I can run it on super high, super ultra, and everything's smooth as anything, but every now and again you get to a certain area and it, it'll dip in frame rate or like a, a small glitch will happen and something weird will just stop freaking out on the screen or something like that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, the only downside to Borderlands 2 is it's made by Gearbox and they can go suck an egg. Here we go. <laughs> suck Mark an egg. gets angry. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting angry, but it's, Gearbox made Aliens Colonial Marines and that was a fucking awful game. Oh, yeah, that wasn't good. It was terrible. I feel a personal indignation against Aliens Colonial Marines because I convinced three other people to buy it <laughs> due to its four-player co-op. And we all got it. There's one. And, uh, yeah, it was fucking horseshit. And the, the resulting fallout of that and Randy Pitchford's arseholery nature... Just made me really dislike that company. It, uh, it was quite upsetting. But I can't deny 
that they have made decent games in the past mm. and Borderlands and Borderlands 2 are two of them I do almost feel though Borderlands like the pre-sequel didn't really bring anything new to the table uh, I know a lot of people who really enjoy Borderlands who consider pre-sequel to be an abomination <laughs> yeah I think uh. Borderlands 2 did feel like an advancement from Borderlands 1 and then it just feels like they'd sort of run out of things to add to it yeah, I mean, all the pre-sequel was to me was four new characters, pretty much. Mm. It was, yeah, it was, was nice to be able it. to play as a claptrap, but that mm. was 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 about it, really. But uh, if you were looking for a similar game in a more uh, as a more modern version, what would you go for? Is there anything you can think out of there that gives you would give you a similar? I'm pure. Personally curious because I'm just thinking I wouldn't mind playing a game like that, but I don't the, really the fancy division. playing Borderlands again. Yeah, I the mean, division, there's, I think. there's a couple, there's a couple of RPG type games that have co-op elements. I don't think, off the top of my head, I can really think of anything. I mean, yeah, the, the Division's one, but that's a yeah. super, super serial game. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's the same like, idea of. Pretty much, it's like Destiny, isn't online it? fucking yeah. RPG, basically. Yeah, pretty much anything like that. Uh, I think I still think, as a, in terms of an actual co-op with a, a full story going through, Borderlands is still actually one of the better ones. Um, I'd, f- I'd fancied there's, something there's, like that, but I can't be bothered to play through Borderlands or Borderlands Two. Yeah, there's, 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 there's not. I mean, um, Divinity, Divinity Two, that recently came out. That's a phenomenal game. That is, for, and that that's four-player co-op. Um, it's like more towards the sort of traditional sort that's of RPG, a traditional though, isn't RPG, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's got some really, really awesome mechanics in it. And yeah. A, a fantastic, like, conversational structure and really good writing as well. So, I mean, that, that, that's a that's a really good game. I, I unfortunately haven't been able to play that co-op with uh, many people as of yet. But it's mm. one game I've got on my list that I'm going to eventually drag people down with me, <laughs> just kicking and screaming. While well, I play it and enjoy myself. Divinity. Mm-hmm. So origi- origi- original Sin 2? Original Sin 2. Why do I feel... Was the first one really old? No, no. Divinity oh, original oh, Sin <clears throat> a few years I'm, ago. I'm thinking Divine Divinity, which was from 2002. Was a, yeah, there was game. a bunch. Larian Studios have made a bunch of really cool games uh, oh, on yeah. the Divinity uh, franchise. Yeah, Divine Divinity on a super old computer, um, mainly because I was just after the next like Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, and it was just another one that era of that sort of isometric role playing games. Point and click kind of, click walk over there, click yeah. attack that. Uh, um, so let's have a look. So Divinity original. Oh, it came out in September. Oh, it looks nice. I know we've Very completely nice. got such... Oh, you can be like some weird lizard thing. Yes. Uh, I, my character that I have on there currently is a sarcastic, cocky skeleton man who's good at necromancy. <laughs> oh, and for the next four days, there's 10% off on Steam. It's twenty six ninety nine. Ooh. I, I could quite happily play this, I think. I'd imagine it can't be that hard to run either. Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think the specs are... No, no, I match the recommended specs. 
uh, perfectly fine. <laughs> so, oh, well, there we go. I'm gonna have to. Right, where's my? Where? How do you? Where's? Mm, how do you add your wish list? Where's my wish list there's gone? A, there's a big old button on the store page if you're on Steam. It says add to wish list. Oh, I've got to bloody sign in because I'm not in actual Steam. I'm in Chrome. Now I'm going to have to open Steam and it's going to want to send 15 million updates. Welcome to the world of Steam and it's clunky, non-goddamn, going back to our last conversation, the thing that's 50 years old and it needs updating. Um, right. Sorry, completely sidetracked, but that's now added <laughs> to my wish list. Um, because like I said, I, I quite like, I, I wouldn't mind playing something co-op. I haven't played anything properly co-op for a while. And I want to, I want something I can sink my teeth into. Because yeah. this year so far for me, pretty much the first two months of this year have been completely wiped off due to a variety of things that have happened. I've just pretty much had no time to do anything that I really would like to do. Um, so... Um, but no, no offence, Ed. In in no way is that related to playing bass while you <laughs> twiddle away. Um, but no, just loads, you know, with everything that's that's gone on at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. The, understandably so. Yeah. Uh, well, like by this time next week, it's 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 all sorted, all sorted, and and I can actually crack on with things. So it's on my wish list. I will have to try and remember to buy it. And then, uh, have you played it loads? So are we going to end up with a similar issue that... Uh, uh, I, I, I played it solo. Uh, I, I completed the first area. Oh, that, OK. That was pretty much it. OK, that doesn't sound too bad. Because I remember trying to play Diablo 3 and was playing it with two people who had already played it loads. So I'm running around not having a clue what I'm doing. And no, they're just, just like, just kill, 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 kill. And I'm like, no... No, this isn't working good. So just, okay, well, we'll sort that out. Okay, ads. Ad, what do you want to talk about game-wise? Um, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Because I suppose we've got a bit of a, a, a four-way between the two of us, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Um, about a couple of weeks ago now, I think, wasn't it? A couple, uh-huh. of, couple of weeks yeah, ago, yeah. yeah. We, we, uh, we decided to uh, get together and get wanked, basically. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, not so much you because you fucking you were driving. I was driving. But um, yeah, we played uh, a number of um, co-op games. Um, a lot of them indie, I think. Really, like, I suppose the indie uh, yeah. last games. But, yeah, all four of them are very yeah. indie. The first one I want to jump into, which I really enjoyed, because I am a massive fan of Tetris. I love Tetris. It's one of those really simple games that you can get into and lose your fucking head for a little bit. Um, a, a game called Tricky Towers. I don't know if you've uh, ever heard of that or played that before, Mark. But uh, uh, it's quite weird heard of beard. Tricky Towers. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's brilliant. Basically, the idea of it is, um, I don't know whether you remember actually an, an old um, Tetris Plus game for the Sega Saturn. That uh, little dude, the little, little yes. explorer. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And the idea was to get him. You had to obviously use the Tetris pieces and get him to the bottom of the, the grid yeah. so we could escape before yes. the, the fucking things come down. Yeah. It's that kind of like play on Tetris. It's the same sort of scenario where you've got a little sort of um, uh, ground or base or whatever um, and you have to build your, your Tetris pieces up to a point where you hit 
certain level in the sky where you win. So, yeah. say for example, at the time there was three of us playing, the first one to this particular point in the sky wins. But it's not just like normal sort of Tetris, but you, you know, you can go like one way and, and the other way, and yeah. that's just how it is. There's a little intricate gaps in between those ways. Yeah, they effectively right. so split could, it in half, don't they? So yeah, yeah. Sort of got half so movements. instead of like locking up or like going past each other, you can sort of have it like that, and then it will start to fall and. The, the physics behind that and you can play levels where the weather and the wind influences it yeah. as well so you need to think in terms of physics to try and get your tower your Tetris tower to, to win oh and right it, okay and there's and power ups and stuff as well so you, yeah, get, you yeah. can sort of choose a good or a bad thing every time you sort of get to the power you know every, every 30 seconds or whatever you get a power up which is sped up I think by how quick you place blocks yeah, or to either help or yourself or, yeah. or fuck your, uh, your opponent over. Yeah, so you yeah. can get vines that hold bits of yours together or you can have things so it turns the other player's blocks into a giant version of the block so it's more awkward to place or whatever, or in theory more awkward to place. Sometimes yeah, it's actually quite helpful because you're like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I can just sort of whack this down sort of just and hope its weight keeps everything underneath it solid. Yeah, and that's, that's the beauty of, of the game because if it wasn't for those physics and everything... You just do what you do in normal Tetris and oh, just yeah, fucking yeah. hold yeah. The, the button down and just fucking pile it up till you get to the top. But it's a thoroughly enjoyable game. I wasn't expecting for me to enjoy it as much as I did, but really little simple game, really. Little simple air. Uh... Simple is usually best when it comes to co op. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see another take on Tetris as well. That was predominantly sort of the theme of the four games that we played I suppose a lot of sort of those indie local co-op games they are generally pretty simple concepts yeah um, that just make it sort of quick blasts that are quite fun yeah um, and Tricky Towers so, was, was a very good game there's a ton uh, of them out there yeah another one that um, I suppose all that Charles would talk about was uh, Ultimate Horse Chicken oh, oh, oh Ultimate Chicken Horse or uh, Chicken Horse out, I can never remember which way around it was and wrote it right down wrong in horse the notes chicken. Um, so Ultimate Chicken Horse Oats. from Clever Endeavour Games, because Mark starts naming developers, so I feel like I have to de- figure out which developer uh, did every single game. Um, it's a platformer. Think... What were you yeah, going to say? Sorry, Ed. I was going to say, this is probably the game that we played the most, I think. We spent yeah, more time the, in. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 this was... Extremely, extremely good. I think uh, possibly. My, uh, I don't know if it's my favourite from the night. It was one of the favourites. Then again, though, the, we played four very good games. I think. Yeah. Um, and this probably was the one we played the most. But it's a platformer. Um, right. And you, you're each an animal, and there's there's a whole bunch of different maps. Um, so one's like a barn, one's like a disco, and whatever. You've got a start point and an end point, and it's just a whole bunch of rounds. So at the start of rounds, uh, each round, a box opens and everybody quickly picks something they want and that could be a normal platform, it could be a platform with a razor blade, uh, with a saw blade going around it, it could be one of those sort of like windmills with a platform on each blade that goes round and whatever, or it could be um, a crossbow that constantly fires crossbow bolts or cannons, there's a whole bunch of different things. Um, So you have a start point and an end point and pretty much you build the platform level round by round. Right, um, yeah. If everybody makes it to the end, though, it comes up saying, no, oh, that was evidently too easy and nobody gets points. 
Um, so effectively you need at least one person to fail and die in some way, um, but still get to the end, and then you get points for completing it, you get points for being first. One of the items you can get is a coin, so you can put a coin somewhere in the level, and if you can get the coin and finish, you'll get bonus points. There's like underdog points, if you've sort of keep dying and then manage to complete it, you'll get bonus points. Um, so it's really cool, because you sort of, you'll drop things in the way to sort of try and screw other people over, but if you just block off the path and nobody can complete it, um, then you need to use some of the other items that are like bombs to blow bits up or whatever. But it, it's just really funky, because it's quite, again, it's quite a simple concept, but because you're building the level, it just sort of, the replayability goes through the roof. And like I said, there's, I think there's like 10 different maps. And it's not just sort of like a start on the left and an end on the right necessarily. So like no. one was a cliff edge where the start point was like underneath the cliff and you sort of had to go around the cliff to get round onto the top where the end point was. So the first couple of times you probably can't complete it because you haven't got enough bits. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's sort of quite, quite fun. Um, if you've got platform advantages. I mean, to be fair, that was one of the cool things is that people are stood there going, shit, we can't, you know, we can't complete this. And then somebody figures out some sneaky method through and completes it and goes, ha you're all dead and gets points. But then next round, everybody's like, well, now we know that sneaky little route through or whatever that's trying to jump through. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I really, really did enjoy um, Ultimate Chicken horse <laughs> would recommend it it's what a, what a lovely name yeah i think that's i mean tricky towers is one that you could probably get some enjoyment out of solo ultimate chicken horse is definitely sort of something you'd want to play co-op yeah, yeah absolutely there's um, no way you'd be like able it. to play by yourself and just be silly. yeah i don't even know if there was like a story mode or anything like that or a single player mode too, maybe like pre-built maps or something yeah. yeah you have to destroy things in order to get through it maybe yeah i'm it? not sure yeah but, but yeah, that was that. Mark, I believe you've got a second. Are we going there? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this one surprised me when it came up on the list, and and that's why I thought when I looked at it, I was like, oh, it's because of this one game that he he's he's played nothing else. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, it's I, I, didn't, didn't you go mental about this game in a different yes. podcast? Were you getting really angry? And now yes. you've, man- you've managed to be yeah. pulled I have, into. I have the hope. never known a video game both delight and utterly infuriate me. What about Modern it, Warfare? It, no, not even Modern Warfare. FIFA. FIFA no, Online can get well, pretty like infuriating. Oh. Uh, I don't play that. Um, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've 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 been back in and gotten back into playing uh, Overwatch. Mm. Tracer. Ah, fuck that bitch. Um, I'd say anyone that I really know the name of. No, no, yeah, nah. Giant uh, ape not, man. Not, not, fan of, not 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 big on my uh, the old offensive characters. Never really really good at that. I I I always play support and or tank. I'm a tanky man. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just started replaying it again. Uh, just got the itch, basically. Um, it's just one of those games, I suppose. You just you play it for a certain amount of time, and your you, you, you boiled piss level reaches a certain frothing point, and you stop playing, and then uh, you calm down and you, you take your piss off the hob. 
and you just want to put the piss back on the ob again. So my piss is fully back on the ob, and I'm fucking playing for it with a couple of friends. It's enjoyable. This, the, if you have anything about Overwatch, it's it's it it is a very good game. It is it is a very good first-person shooter. It's got some brilliant elements to it. But at the same time, it's got the balance of a drunk on a fucking tightrope. It's it's. It's infuriating that some of the stuff in it that can happen in a multiplayer shooter game, and it's all to do with balance and characters interacting with each other in certain ways, and what goes against what, and what counters this and that and the other. But uh, at the same time, it's just funny to 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 use like Junkrat and his sonic bombs to bounce across the map as you're shooting people, being really irritating and getting toxic hate through on the chat, and. Uh, or, or just just being just having a really good game and you know being a healer and healing people and 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 getting gold medals at the end of the round and people going you did a good job here's some points on your card thing make you feel good and I'm like oh, I feel good now so yeah it's just it's just like a nice little rude Goldberg machine of emotions. So how many loot boxes have you bought? None. Don't buy them. How often have you been tempted? I'm not tempted at all. Not even in the slightest. That face, because, like, that there's face an event. Like there's an event going on at the moment, which is Year of the Dog, which is the Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. They've released a bunch of new skins for that. I'm pretty sure the event ended yesterday. I think it might have ended yesterday. Um, I didn't get any of the skins in the loot boxes I got from levelling up or doing... Because you get loot boxes from doing the arcade... Um, game modes, which is like Mystery Heroes, where you don't get to pick a character. The character's picked for you upon death and it keeps rotating every time you die um, and basically if you win three you get a loot box and there's three loot boxes to win so you know most people just tend to do that these days you just kind of win there get their three loot boxes and then you get loot boxes from leveling up but I I mean I, I usually get horse shit in my loot boxes but I don't usually put much price on them anymore like when it first came out, loot boxes were a, a, a big thing. You know, everyone's got to have them skins, yo. But uh, I, I think I've just um, I've just given up on that kind of like caring about what the characters really look like, especially considering they're bringing in a update that allows you to choose the skin you want for your character when you're selecting them in the game, as opposed to in the hero gallery on the main menu. Mm. So now you can swap and choose whichever costumes that you want to actually use so now it doesn't actually matter which costumes you've got because people are just going to be swapping them out each round for different looking ones each time and it mostly be all the legendary ones but if you've got a bunch of legendary ones and you just want to keep swapping skins every round you could you'll be able to do that sooner or later i suppose it's fair with something like overwatch i haven't played a massive amount i think i played it on one of the free weekends or something uh or did I rent it? No, I think I played it on a free weekend or whatever. Um, I don't imagine you get that much time to really see people anyway. And take note. Oh, they've got that very nice skin. I mean, In mean, case, it's like, <laughs> look at somebody and go, oh, I'm dead again. Oh. Mm. Yeah, death, death oh. does come quick in Overwatch. Mm. You do you do tend to see something go, oh, still, you know, especially at the end sequence, if you're on oh, the winning or losing yeah. teams and they've got them all sat along the side, you could be like, oh, I like that skin, I want that skin. But... I don't think in the last couple of... I've, I've been keeping up with Overwatch and like its events and stuff 
and I've been looking at the skins and some of them are alright, none of them have really gone, oh, I think I want to, I think I want to get that skin, that's a really good skin, I want that on my character that I'm currently using, nothing, nothing like that's actually jumped out at me, so, if I get one in the loot box, yay, if I don't, eh, there's no loss, I'm just here to play the game now. What are the things you get in the loot boxes? They're not weapons and shit. Uh, no, nah, you don't get weapon. Uh, loot boxes usually contain skins, emotes, um, sprays, uh, voice lines, things like that, um, and player icons for your, your little icon in the corner that tells people, oh, I've got this. So, mm. yeah, that's and they're, they're usually like piddly little things. Nobody gives a shit about sprays or fucking player icons. Nobody cares. They're not they're not worthful in any which way, shape or form. Voice lines um people mostly just put the most annoying one they can find on and then just spam the button so that and, until the game says, Okay, you you you've said that enough now, you can that's a thirty second stop talking rule. Um so skins are really only the only thing that anyone actually cares about in Overwatch. Other than, you know, the competitive side of it, but I, I stay well away from that. Hmm. Is it easy enough to stay out of that, or is everybody? Uh, are you constantly just finding people at good skill levels, so yeah. that somebody can if they've not have... played it before, can you get a beginner into it who goes, yeah, yeah I can actually play this and enjoy it? Exactly. Um, can you have a casual Overwatch game? Yes and no, because uh, like, <clears throat> so like, I'm guessing competitive seasons and the Overwatch League are more competitive seasons is more so where they put their ranking into play like separating mm-hmm. you know how people play so they can versus other people of the same kind of calibre whereas in quick play which is just the basic mode where you just play the game as is and it's just fast and everything that it doesn't really take into account players levels at all so and I think that's mainly got something to do with the fact that in competitive you're ranked differently than in the main game it's the main game. You just level up due to how many hours you've played. But basically, yeah. it's just it's just continuous playtime, isn't it? Really. So someone can mm-hmm. be like, I think there are there's like five. You get five stars, and then you go silver, and you get five stars, and you go gold, five stars, and you go platinum. So I think I've I've come up against people that are platinum, and they've not been that bad. And it's mainly because they're not playing competitive. They're just there to play the game, and they've just played a lot of it. So they look intimidating. Whereas in competitive, someone who's platinum is, is quite high up on the board in terms of mm. like uh, how they play their, their style of stuff. I know there's there's a few levels above platinum, but platinum's a good place to reach. If you're playing Overwatch and you're a platinum, you're a decent Overwatch player. Well done. Um, but yeah, people can. You know, new people do tend to play. They usually I usually find that new people are are in a group. Like the way that I plays, like with two other people at least. So like new people, he's find us a level five there, but he's with a, a three star level fifty and a four star level forty kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, you could if you wanted to get into it. It's very easy to do so, and there's plenty of arcade modes that allow you to test out the characters without there being too much of a like. A, you must pick this character to make sure that the team is, you know able to handle whatever comes against them so you know like your, your standard two offensive two tanks two support characters kind of thing you can just pick whoever you want so the fun about mystery heroes is you don't know who you're going to get 
and people have their mains, but you can you can end up with a character that you just don't put any time into whatsoever, and then it's kind of up to you whether you learn that character properly or run out the doors and get shot in the face. You know what I miss? Unreal Tournament. Yeah, that was a good game. 2004 or number three? Oh, three, Black Edition. Good game. Three, three, three was great. I, I, I have a special place in my heart for 2004. But, like, oh. That had really fun game modes. I just, I just don't think people appreciate fun game modes anymore. Yeah, it's not not many not many multiplayer games out there that really change up the formula, mm. is it? Because I suppose in Real Tournament, actually 2004 had it as well. Is the, you could get in the vehicles, it was fun. I suppose it's that Halo era of first-person shooters, and also the ability to jump in vehicles yeah. and have a blast instead of having to play Battlefield, mm. where things get more serious. Yeah. For some reason, Overwatch just—I think it's because didn't Overwatch have like a weird ball mode in it? Yeah, so there was the Lucio Ball, which was yeah. like football with the Lucios. Now there's uh, a new version of Capture the Flag where they've changed it up. But uh, I'll let you know, Blizzard, Capture the Flag will never be a good game mode. Capture the Flag has always been shit. So that's the thing. I think Unreal Capture the Flag was was a great game mode. Ah, for some reason, that's that's yeah. I'm just thinking because that had some weird ball mode in it. I'm sure. Or maybe that was a oh. mod, actually, from Real Tournament 2004. It's been a very long time since I've played any of the Unreal games. Yeah. Makes me feel I sad. I miss uh, Quake. That's what Ooh. I miss. Well, then are you not excited for Quake Champions? I'm, I'm sure I've got like, some sort of fucking beat or something for the uh, Humble, but I haven't got around this, to doing this, anything. The super serial Overwatch. Well, I need to find Quake because uh, I downloaded an app for my phone and my VR headset called Sideload VR or something, which allows you to pretty much load stuff in that's not in the Oculus Store. And one of those is the ability to play Quake through your phone and the VR headset. Oh, and I cool. keep meaning to do it, I just haven't got around to... Because you download that, but you also need the source files as well. And I suppose they probably oh, can't yeah. distribute them due to copyright issues. Not that I'm going to break the law or anything like that in any way of course um, but yeah I really want to try and see how that actually works yeah because um, it could be quite fun potentially Splendid, I don't know yeah. yes anyway right, then, you too you've got a couple of more games to talk about haven't you Ad do you want to go for number two of your um, list yeah. the fucking possibly the best game in the world ever <laughs> that is based on a well, phallic object, it's a penis. Yep. Um, genital jousting. Oh my god. I've never, I've never heard of this fucking game How? until you oh played it. Oh my god, it. how have you never I, heard of genital but jousting? That's the beauty. Think, think of it as, you know, being rather tipsy, being introduced into this game. That, like, I mean, not knowing anything about it. It's just. Oh, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. There was. I'll explain the. Uh, I suppose, trying to explain the premise first, but the idea of everyone controlling their own penis. That's got a bumhole, this little bumhole, and uh, the, the I suppose the idea of being thrown into each level and and trying to best each other in every which way. But yeah, I suppose the, the main mode is that you're all penises with bumholes, as you put yeah. it, and you've got to try and get into somebody else's bumhole as well as get somebody into your bumhole. 
that's how you get sort of the most points, points yeah. actually, basic points. But the part, I mean, that that's good, and it was great fun, and provided lots of hilarity, but it was the party mode that sort of really sort of topped it off, where you throw into loads of little, hey. I suppose, like, Mario Party-esque scenarios, yeah. almost, in a way, yeah. isn't it, really? But with dicks, but with, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. You're all penises, yeah. It, like trying to be like trying to ski down a slope and trying to get to like the finish line first kind of thing, you know, it's just fucking there was one uh moment where me we were fucking crying. I couldn't do you know when you're laughing you can't breathe, but you're laughing that fucking hard. There's um there was a mode where you've just gotta you've gotta move the analog stick or press the buttons or something to make your penis <laughs> as long as possible. <laughs> and Charlesy managed to I don't know what he was doing with his fucking pad but he was I think he was using both analog sticks or because no. I think you can you no. support up to like eight players or something like that so no. but he just started it was like three two one and then like we're there like trying to like get our little penises and his penis just like fucking goes out of control like going <laughs> his massive penis I'm trying to explain what it was like <laughs> and them little those little fun snake things that you like you open a box and a snake fucking flies yeah, out or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. it was like that like but it, like a um, never ending balloon animals like the long balloons like they're the, the smaller and then you just blow into them and just it's, it's just like yeah well, all, all it, it turned just took out up is, the entire screen within yeah, like 10 seconds you just needed to rotate the analog stick just the one analog stick just go around in circles with it so i literally just put the part of my hand on it and just sort of did a circular motion and just really quick and it just sort of <laughs> grew very quick but yeah it was oh dear so upset i've been able to play this that's fucking brilliant man yeah well the idea of the fact that you can get uh you can unlock different costumes and everything for oh, your penis yeah we also played the date one as well didn't we yeah the, the yes. two-player date night so we yeah, both like select bit, our own clothes. And... Yeah, it was a bit weird that, wasn't it? Because it started off, yeah, we were both in our own room and had to sort of get dressed for a date and you go on your first yeah. date. And it, again, it's similar to the party mode that you've sort of got little sort of game, little game mode kind of things, but they're not necessarily so much like there's one when you're on the sofa Netflixing and chilling. Mm. And but it doesn't really tell you what you've got to do, yeah. And we were sort, yeah. of, sort of don't really. I think in the end we had to sort of get close to each other and sort of stay close to each other. But you end up yeah. going through the whole sort of life cycle. You go dating and then you get wasn't one of the married uh, and have a kid that. and then one of you ends up dying <laughs> and you can jump <laughs> jump in the coffin with the other. Oh, yeah, it was all very crazy. That game wasn't mode. one of the levels where you have to eat um, you have to eat spaghetti. You know, oh yeah, bumholes had to join and kiss. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had to get the spaghetti in your bum hole and then the other one, then you'd start eating it and, yeah, you'd kiss each case. other. Lovely. It, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, genius. definitely not Absolutely. suitable for kids. <laughs> but it was, again, thoroughly enjoyable. For one of those sort of, like, you know, you play it for half an hour, maybe an hour, and just laugh a lot and then mm. move on to something else. Yes. Um, so... Talking of moving on, it uh, this is the game we played first. Actually, thinking about it, um, it was, and it's it's a pretty well known one now. I think gang beasts, Phenomenal um, which are effectively like little morph men. That's what you look like. You're sort of very basic character models, but you've got was it right trigger or something on the pad? Sort of with your right arm, 
would sort of go out in front and, and you could grab onto things and you could grab onto things with, with your left arm. Yeah. And then you can jump, you can headbutt, sort of, and you can pull yourself up or whatever. So there's quite a lot of flexibility. Learning to control your character is, is another thing, but you're effectively thrown into a bunch of different scenarios since last month's standing wins. So mm. there might be one when you're on the top of a truck and you can sort of try and grab each other and throw each other off and headbeat but each other to knock each other out so it's easy to throw people around. Um, but through that, you can also then sort of end up like climbing up walls and stuff because the way that your arms are independently controlled, um, and it's a bit of a bit of a skill to be able to climb. Um, but uh, another fun one, I think that there is a sort of party-ish mode to that one as well. Um, I know there's one when it's effectively like playing football, but um, you need sort of eve equal teams sort of play those ones. So we didn't yeah. see that much of them. I didn't um, feel like there was a lot of um, variation in the levels as well. Yeah, the, 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 to be fair, yeah, because you've got things like I said on the, on top of a lorry, but then you've got one when you're on like icebergs, one in a construction yard, one. Okay, yeah, top factory, like lots of fucking. Yeah. With all like, the conveyor with, belts into a furnace. and Yeah, one with a giant fan, isn't there, that blows you towards the ceiling? No, I've seen there. that one, but I don't think we ended up actually playing that one. So that's yeah. the thing, actually. We've played a fair few levels and haven't necessarily seen all of them. I, yeah. I know there's a, there's a fair whack of them. Yeah. No. They just seem to keep of adding more. Because Gang Beast isn't a new game by any means. It's been out no, for no. a while. But they've sort of kept adding content to it. Um, and I quite like that whole sort of almost free physics just sort of it's a bit more of like you know if you reach out with your right hand and grab onto something then you can sort of drag it around with your right hand and you can yeah. grab stuff with your left hand it leads to a lot of uh, like hilarious moments where someone will fall off and you've got a hold of them and yeah and they're hanging on to on, you yeah they'll hang on to yeah. you or you're hanging onto a railing or you know something like yeah. that or you can grip onto the floor or the wall and someone tries to pull you away and so, because that's um, one of the other ones is the like the window skyscraper window cleaning platform kind of things. Two of those, yeah. So they can be quite funny because like one of those will start falling or whatever, and somebody's holding on to it, and then you'll end up falling off together. And then it's a mad scrabble to be the one on top, so that you're technically the last one to fall off and win. Yeah. I see you fighting in midair almost. Um, <laughs> I think th- there's a few things I'd probably like to see with it, uh, like there's a level with crates in or something it'd be nice if you could pick them up and actually sort of be able to hit people with them a bit more yeah because it sort of didn't seem to do anything trying to hit them you know you could pull the the metal railing off but then you can't really use that as a metal bar to try and attack people with Mm. which would be um, quite fun I mean it could be in it it's just that we weren't swinging hard enough to actually is that out of early access now is it still there Oh, that's a good question. I know it's. You, I know you can now get it on PS4. Um, For about sixteen quid. I say it's eleven ninety nine on Steam, and yes, it's out of early access. Right, so sorry. there was a Valentine's cool. update, which is one point zero point four. So it has right, had its okay. full so release out. Has full release. Okay, cool. Didn't realise. Okay. So cool. that was another crazy, fun, sort of silly physics multiplayer game. Um, and that concludes... What we played. Oh. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, there. Um, Stole his thunder. But yeah, if anybody knows any more of those, oh, I technically have another one which I will speak about briefly because I only played it briefly. But before that, if anybody does have any suggestions of other fun local multiplayer PC games, because I wanted to play one when you're on rockets and you've got lances and it's like rocket jousting or something, which looks quite fun. But if anybody knows any other good ones that are sort of local PC multiplayer, then give us a shout because. I'd be happy to try more at some point. Um, yes. But yeah, um, to do a mark and just steal the show, uh, the, the last thing that I played, and literally I only managed to play 10 minutes of this due to lack of time, is Sea of Thieves. Um, I actually played it on Xbox. I didn't play it on PC. I played it on Xbox One. Bastard! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I managed to get onto the bait of this, and a couple of weeks ago when there was the sort of the big beta test is the first time I'd actually managed to get on because they do their sessions on like a Saturday night and it's like I'm busy on a Saturday night doing normal people things like going out or going to other people's houses to play games I'm not going to sit in by myself and play Sea of Thieves especially when I know nobody else who'd actually got on to the beta um, but yeah I managed to have a well, I say 10 minutes it's probably a bit longer than that um, I managed to have a quick go on it on a ship sailed a ship a bit it's nice that there's a whole bunch of different roles and you effectively just go on a quest to go and find a chest but then on islands there might be skeletons but you can also then fight other people and blow up their ship and steal their treasure chests and then you get your treasure chest back and you get coins and then you spend your coins to buy stuff it looks very promising it's by rare rare have done lots of good things in the past yeah yeah um, it's something i've been looking forward to for quite a while since they announced it yeah, I'm hoping there's a bit more to it, because I... Granted, I didn't play it much, but I have a feeling it could possibly maybe get boring a bit quick, a bit like Destiny, in the fact that if it's just going out and getting chests and then coming back and selling chests, there's only so much fun you can have doing that, even attacking yeah. other people. I, mean, I imagine there's meant to be more. I haven't really read any of their updates for a while just because I haven't been able to get onto it so I've sort of it's not really kept up with it um, but I have no idea when it's actually due to go fully live or if there'll be an open beta um, I know there's another closed beta this weekend it's out uh, in March I believe oh is it ok yeah it's out in March I'm not I sure if they'd have done an open beta at some there's point a, but there's a, there's a bunch of other things that they're going to be adding in there I think the, the the skeleton forts that you mentioned, I think they're like the the raids kind of Ooh, thing. Okay. You go in there and you uh, you you like you defeat a bunch of AI enemies, and at the end of it, there'll be a boss or something like that, and then you'll you'll get a big old chest. But usually, uh, from what I've read, you'll find that it'll be symbolised that there's one nearby by a giant skull in the sky, and everyone can see it. So you'll tend to find that other players will be there as well. And it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to work together to try and defeat the the island and get the because the the room is apparently meant to be filled with chests, so there's nothing there for everyone. Mm. But it's it's leaving it to players to figure out, you know, do we take two chests and just go on our merry way, or do we take two chests and then wait in the harbour for someone to come out and you know take their chest from them, or do we just kill people inside and take all the chests? So they're leaving that up to like player individuality um, there's also going to be a Kraken 
which will be yes. able to attack multiple ships at the same time. And again, that'll be up to you whether or not you want to flee from it or help a stranded ship defeat the Kraken and get it to squirrel way back into the depths. And uh, there's also a legendary, there's a, a, a legendary pirate's cove. So I think uh, after a certain amount of time, however much you play, you get a certain amount of gold. You can receive legendary status, and in doing so, you're given coordinates to a secret location on the map. And apparently, this location was in the beta. They haven't taken it out, so it was there for people to find, but no one found it. Uh, and in there were, is a pirate ship, which is a tavern, and there are f ghosts in there, I think. And they're the they're the original E3 release trailer ghosts are the ones that showed off the game in the first place these four characters that you see in this trailer they're the ghosts that inhabit the um, the pub and then from there you're able to uh, take on legendary quests and I think the good thing about that is um, people who haven't got legendary status are able to join a legendary pirate in a quest I think a legendary pirate could take three normal people with them on a legendary quest so there's, there's, they've definitely got certain things that they're uh, planning to release alongside with the full game. And it uh, wouldn't surprise me if they've got plenty more content that they've um, got in the back burner. There's a couple of things, um, just having a quick look, that makes me super happy about this and makes me extremely more likely to pick it up. One, it'll be multi-platform from day one. So if you want to play it on PC, I can play it on Xbox and we can play it together. That's great. Yep. Fun, happy with that, really good. Um, because it is a game that you need to play with people. You can, you could play it by yourself, but you need to be playing it with people, really. Yeah. Because that's just a lot more fun. Um, and looking through, and I remember this actually popping up in the news, um, there will be microtransactions in it, but there are no loot boxes. The microtransactions are purely for pets that you can have running around following you, and they have no in-game impact. All DLC for the game will be free for everybody that's got it. So every major update to the game is not going to be locked behind any paywall or anything. So what thank you. At, um, uh, what we're looking at retail price, sorry. It's fifty oh. pounds, I believe. I, I'd imagine, yeah, it's it's full on then. Yeah, rare. it's going to be it's full. It's, it's full going to Microsoft be price. standard. Um, interestingly, um, it's going to be included on Xbox Game Pass. So oh, that's okay. the. Yeah. Seven ninety nine a month, and you get access to a whole bunch Basically, of games. Yeah. It's like the Origin. Origin yeah, it's access like, the yeah. Vault, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think of it like Xbox's Netflix, almost yeah. really. Um, so that uh, maybe, maybe could make me tempted to actually pick up Game Pass. Because effectively, mm. even if you only then play it for a month, you've only paid eight quid for it. Really, it's quite nice. So yeah, so release date for it is March 20th. So I'll have to put that date in the calendar. Um, because the more I think about it, actually, the more I'm excited for this. Yeah, um, it's one of the few games that are coming out this year that I'm excited for. Well, it's the fact you can climb into a cannon and fire yourself fire out. Fire yourself cannon. out as a ship. And, yeah, and you use that to try and attack another ship, and then you realise you've got your angle completely wrong, and you fire yourself about 200 metres the other side of the ship that you're trying to attack. And then you end up in the sea, and and then you find you're surrounded by sharks, and you die. But See, it's very that, good fun. Oh, that will never happen to me, 
due to my terrifying fear of the ocean and my inability to go into water in video games. Oh. So I'll stay oh. on the deck. Oh, it's not a good game for you then. <laughs> <laughs> but I still really want to play it. Um, but for anybody who's not even heard of it, I don't know how if you're into video games and if you listen to this podcast, but if you haven't heard of it and you do want to see more, with the most recent beta, people were finally allowed to start streaming and talking about it. So there's plenty of stuff out there on YouTube to go and find people playing it. Yeah. Um, Lovely. And that does now truly conclude what we have been playing. Yes. News! I suppose we'll get the... Um... The most simplistic topic out of the way, first and foremost. That's a couple of um, simple ones there, I suppose. But yeah. And that's the fact that Dead Space has been made available free on Origins. Which I'm I think is sh- a, uh, a nice touch. It's probably their way of saying sorry for closing down this all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if that's their way of saying sorry, then fucking still shite. Yeah. Well, I'll do this one in the news because I know it, we've spoke a at length. Well, Mark's spoken at length about this role yeah. in Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space cropped up as well in our Halloween discussion. So uh, when I saw this was popped up, I thought, well, I mean, we've all already got Dead Space on PC. Um, uh, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I got mine through a humble bundle. I think same reason I own it. But yeah, if if you haven't got it, then um, Dead Space is is free on Origin. Go for it. Good. I quite like or, the fact that Origin do do give you free games every now and again. Um, besides the fact that I never play them, but <laughs> yeah, because that means you have to open Origin. Yeah, um, it's nice. I mean, I actually opened Origin today just to make sure that I had uh, Dead Space in there. But, um, but yeah, it's. I suppose it's nice to have just in case as a fallback because I mean, the, the first time I played uh, Dead Space was actually the 360. I think. Yeah. So I think we spoke about it in the last podcast as well. Well, I've got my Dead Space on Steam. I forgot Dead Space 2 on Steam, I think. So. I've got Dead Space and Dead Space 2 on Steam. Like I said, I think I've got mine in a Humble Bundle. Yeah, it's number two. Um, I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think I owned the first two on 360 and then got both of them on the PC. Because we played a lot of Dead 2 together, didn't we, Mark? We well, I say did. a lot. 14 hours I've put into it, so we, we played, <laughs> I suppose, around there. Yep. They're good, and good, good, solid horror, sci-fi horror games. Well, the first one is sci-fi action horror for the second one. Let's not speak about the third one. So sci-fi horseshit horror for the uh, <laughs> third one. But yeah, go for it. Go oh, yeah. and get it. If, you go, if, you, if you're into your, your horror, you're definitely into uh, films like Event Horizon, which is one of my favourite horror films, and uh, Dead Space is fucking right up your alley. The one thing that annoys me a little bit about our... Um, I suppose Steam are guilty of it as well, but how Origins deal with games such as that, like the old fucking Command and Conquer, they just put the game on there. They don't um, enhance it or... Or make uh, it uh, able to it, run on your computer. Exactly. They just mm. put it on. like They just literally... It's kind of like them ripping it from the CD and just stick it on the store. Pretty much. Which is why, it, if I was to advise anyone who wanted to play old games, if you're going to do that, just buy them directly off good old games. And use their launcher because uh, their their games are all it's much better proven to work. DRM free as well, isn't it? Yeah, DRM free, and they they make sure that the games work on modern PC setups, so that you're not buying a dud. Yeah, there's a problem with Dead Space. What I found when I was playing on the PC is the fact that the surprisingly enough, considering the fact that it was bigger on the fucking consoles, but the pad support shit. Like there's a lot of uh, um. 
dead points in the fucking the analog stick when you're moving about. Yeah. And I had the right fucking game. And the field of view, you can't adapt the field of view for your modern TVs. Obviously, it's constantly zoomed in, so it kind of gets rid of the... I don't know yeah. whether it's supposed to be for immersion and stuff, but... Uh, it might have been just a, a, a limitation of the systems at the time. Maybe. Uh, I mean, was, we're talking over 10 years ago now. I was so. going to say, uh, 360s didn't have, like, people bang on about it now that, you know, your FOV should be at least 90 or something like that and slider stuff. But uh, back when we used to play on consoles, Xbox 360, PS3 and that, the FOV wasn't a thing we'd ever heard of. We didn't know that FOVs were set to, like, quite shallow 60 mm. and then 70s. Um, in terms of area view, you don't realise that until you get a, until you, you get an FOV slider and you move it between the two and you see the difference. You know, how like you know ninety and above gives you a wider angle and allows you to see more of what's going on. Yeah. But it's just something that I suppose that would have just been a straight port from the three hundred and sixty to the PC. Weirdly enough, even though it should have been PC port to the three hundred and sixty, but that's not how development works, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, there you go. So yeah, huh? moving on. I suppose. Well, I was gonna say, which one do you want to go for, really? So you were well, talking about old games. You mentioned Command and Conquer, and I'm wondering, can I get Command and Conquer Generals from anywhere these days? Got old uh, games, probably be able to do. Yeah. I mean, I know it's on. It's on Origin. I think I've got because we had we, there was like a bundle at the time. Yeah, there was like, a big old Command and Conquer bundle that we got on Origin. It was like five pound, and you got all of them. I might have to have a look on Origin. Yeah. Anyway, uh, which one would we prefer? Horrible topic number well, one, or the less horrible topic, actually? Well, leave, leave the less horrible topic for the last bit, because probably... Uh, just just rattle through this. Okay, let's let's talk loot boxes. Let's go back to the loot box discussion. Because there's been a bit of an update. Oh, a little bit of an update, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing um, major. That's why it's only in the news and not down as discussion topic. <laughs> um... So, basically, a US senator has called on the ESRB to review its rating practices, and um, basically, they want the ESRB to accept that loot boxes can be viewed as a form of gambling and therefore should be considered when a a game is being rated. Yeah, and Hawaii are looking at this uh, closely as well and looking at putting... I think there's a couple of bills around, um, and one of those at least would be looking to put any game that's got a loot box in, uh, where it's seen as gambling, as being age rated for 21 plus. Yeah, so basically it would be reduced down to what it is, full on gambling, which is, you have to be 21 in America to gamble. That explains why it's it's 21 then. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. Whether it will stop... It because if kids want, you know, kids are playing GTA 5 and playing Call of Duty and stuff, and you know, they're yeah, playing games above their age rating anyway. Yeah, it's not, it's not gonna fucking change things. It's probably not gonna, it's probably not gonna change like kids playing them, but it'll definitely make, I definitely think this kind of scrutiny and this kind of publicity from legislators and, and governments. Uh, he's definitely going to put some sort of like all-seeing fucking eye on publishers. Yeah, they know they're being watched for it now, and hopefully that just that's just going to make them and their practices like just not. They won't stop. They'll never stop. I mean, greed is paramount to the to these big companies. It's all about the money. 
be all and end all, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's all about the money. So they'll never stop trying to push these kind of microtransactions or stuff into the into their games. But um, maybe it'll that's make the them be- take a step back. Yeah, that's the the beauty of the uh, the gaming community. Because there's a lot of the gaming community where it's just fucking nonsense. It's bullshit. It's like fucking come on. And um, because the majority of it is like childish. But yeah, when the gaming community is pissed off, they somehow get together without planning collectively and direct all their anger where it should be. Yeah, and manage to have people. Take a look at the, the stuff that's going on yeah. within the industry, which I mean, never been done before. I mean, we're, we're not going to you're not going to stop like fucking microtransactions and all this bollocks. But no. the one thing that will happen is their sales will go down, and it will make them question it in the future. Because I, I mean, think, I mean, Battlefront Two fucking sold like dog shit, didn't it? Well, they say it's I mean, it sold. I think they said it, it sold seven million copies, which is a uh, is that that's a bad turnaround for EA about now. Yeah. They did first report said it sold nine million copies, but then the report came out and said, "Oh no, we got the we got the number wrong. It's seven million. <laughs> so, in in terms of a fucking video game, it's still sold like gangbusters. I mean, it's nowhere near GTA V's levels, which is on track to sell a hundred million copies in its lifetime. Yeah, which is a staggeringly frightening amount of copies sold. In in terms of who EA are, and what Star Wars is, and who Disney are. That, well, is no, that is nowhere near good enough. I mean, uh, there's been a just today and I think yesterday there's been a couple of reports that EA, uh, not EA, Disney are currently looking at either Ubisoft or Activision to take on the <laughs> Star Wars license. There, there are reports oh, that they're looking what? to. Well, they're looking at getting rid of EA, basically. Well, yeah, but fucking Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you think, when unfortunately, it's one of those things. It, you think it's the Star Wars license, one of the biggest licenses on the planet, and then you think, even though all of the publishers I've just named are scum, there's nobody who, else. Who, who are, who are yeah. they going to go to? They're not going to give the Star Wars license to Digital Revolver. Hello, as, games. As man. brilliant as a publisher as Digital Revolver is, that they're not big enough to warrant the Star give, Wars license. No. Give it to the dudes that made No Man's Sky. That's yeah. what I say. Well, that would just mean that any game that they made would be in development hell for the next 16 years. Um, well, they could of, just remake the... No Man's Sky, but instead you're flying around in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, oh yeah, it's just a fucking modern. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, out, that out seems of the two, to be the way they If work. they were going to give the Star Wars license to either Activision or Ubisoft, I would go Ubisoft, because even though Ubisoft have done some scummy shit in the past... They're right. they're, I don't think they're anywhere near as bad as Activision for in terms of just downright horrid practices and anti-consumer, you know, mm. shite. So, I mean, Ubisoft make boring games. That's the only problem with Ubisoft. I mean, they're a bit like they haven't got any tact. They're very, they're quite bad at certain things. I still haven't got around to playing Assassin's Creed Origins, Origins. but supposedly that's done. It's done a lot better than Syndicate did, which probably yeah, wasn't much of a challenge. It's doing, it's doing all right. It's still filled with the classic Assassin's Creed bugs and glitches. I've seen hippos catapult into the sky and then return to the earth 20 times larger than they were, and crocodiles oh. swim through the ground, and okay. men swimming in the air and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think they're starting, Ubisoft are starting to learn their lesson on some of the things 
they've made some missteps recently. Like they tried to raise the basic price for Rainbow Six Siege. They had like a starting pack which got you basically nothing for twelve pounds, and then they they sacked that off and were going to implement some sort of like a gold package for twenty pounds, but that also contained virtually bugger all in the grand scheme of things. So people kicked off about that and they've sacked that idea off. Um, but other than that, uh, I think out of the two, Ubisoft's probably the lesser of two evils on the Star Wars franchise at the moment yeah, maybe maybe. and they've got some really good developers over there like it's not like their games are bad they make they make genuinely good games it's just they they kind of got themselves stuck in this cookie cutter open world do all the little fetch questy things in the, in all of their games and you know everything got samey you know what we need Total War Star Wars I mean uh, Star Wars I mean there was a oh, Star Wars RTS game. Yeah, yeah, so Star Wars RTS. Yeah, yeah, that's Empire it. So it was all right. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Oh, look, an RTS game made by yeah. I mean, that'd be Sega, wouldn't it? If they had to have that. Yeah. It'd be Relic. Relic would have to do that. That'd be, oh, that'd be, no, that'd be awesome. No, 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 because then you get Dawn of War three, which Relic have turned around and gone, oh. We messed this up. Uh, yeah, this game's actually not good. Sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, which is quite funny. Because more... If you look, I think it was something stupid. Like the Steam stats for Dawn of War 3 um, a couple of weeks ago, it was like an average number of players, 600. Um, oh, average number of people playing Dawn of War Soulstorm, which was the last expansion for the first one, so effectively like the the final version, like the most up to date version of Dawn first Dawn of War, the numbers for that were higher. Average uh, average like daily players wow. were higher for the original Dawn of War than for Dawn of War Three. Thanks for ruining the Warhammer 40k franchise in a big. Named game. Thank you for that, you bastards. <laughs> There's plenty of Warhammer games coming out there. No, I was going to say Battlefleet Gothic 2 um, could be some good fun. That's in the Necron Tower and the Tyranids. I think it was Tower. Necron Tyranids definitely in there. Uh, we've got plenty of stuff coming out for Warhammer Total War 2. Team Kings are out, so yay. There's uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2. Vermintide 2 looks quite good. I quite enjoyed Vermintide, but I got I, it I came out for consoles it. far too late. So the kind for for again, it's one of those games you need to play with people. So I just never really got the chance to. But the bit I yeah. played of it was good, but I think yeah, it was too late. Le- so there weren't enough people playing it. So I'd go online and would only end up playing the same map over and over again. Yeah. But, Quite looking forward to Vermintide 2 as long as they release it on console at the same time, which they should do. Cause it's I, I believe they will be doing that, yeah. And it'll be big in our fat shock. So. Inquisitor Martyr is something I need to try. I had a discount code with the latest copy of White Dwarf, so I need to also try Inquisitor Martyr. Uh, there was one that was released by Focus Home Interactive, which was the... Uh, I can't remember what they had. The big lads, and you fought the two, and it's, it was kind of like Left 4 Dead. Oh, uh, Space Hulk Deathwing. Was it Deathwing, was it? Yeah, was it Deathwing? Uh, was it Deathwing? I'm sure it was uh, Space Hulk Deathwing, yeah. First person yeah. shooter, it was Left for Dead in space. Yeah, we, um, I, I played that when it first came out, I actually bought that. 
Ooh, that's one of the quickest games I've ever refunded. Don't buy that, uh, people. Okay. That's, a, that's, that's a bad game. <laughs> yeah, well... Which is really unfortunate, because I really wanted to be one of those fucking dudes. One of the elites. 12 foot tall. Three hearts. Or Terminators. Terminators. Yeah. Terminators of the First Legion. Or chapters as they are in 40k. Universe of the Dark Angel. So that's the Deathwing. They are the first, first chapter... Um, because of the veterans, company veterans, first company, that's the one. First company veterans, uh, Deathwing, Terminators. They got big uh, guns. Big guns, or magic powers. Cyanide <laughs> um, seem to know what they're doing with Warhammer games, because they did really well with Blood Bowl and Blood Bowl 2, and they're doing a Space Hawk game, to, uh, Space Hawk Tactics, I think it's called, uh, which is... Effectively, just a turn-based Space Hulk game, so the board game. Yeah, but in a digital version, which somebody yeah, else did a couple of years ago, anyway. But Cyanide did Blood Bowl's really nice and probably and a lot more quicker and more fun to play than the actual board game because Blood Bowl takes forever. Um, not that it's a bad game, um, but yeah. You, you, thanks for reminding me there. I need to. Sorry, I need to go find. Oh no, I've accidentally opened GeForce. Again, go away. Um, <laughs> I need to add. See, this is this show is me adding things to my wish list. Where's Inquisitomata? Inquisitomata. Um, oh, that's more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> well, it's early access and it's thirty three ninety nine. Yeah, you'll tend to find that some early access games are actually quite expensive. <laughs> this is me going, aren't PC games normally only about £30? No. Um, so add that to my wishes. Like I said, I've got a 15% off code anyway, and I get some extra stories or something. Unfortunately, but, that time has uh, come and gone, when PC games used to be cheaper than their console brethrens. Yeah. If anything, they're more expensive now. Yeah. Bit of a kick in the dick, isn't it? Mm. Well, Inquisitor Mart is pretty cool anyway, because it's like a... It's back to that sort of isometric-y sort of RPG almost, but it's got destructive terrain and and loads of funky stuff, and I actually really want to play that. Forget Divinity, um, you'll find me playing Inquisitor Martyr, I think. Standard. Uh, and if I do actually finally get around to being able to play games, I promise, and you can literally punch me in the balls if I don't, if I do get Inquisitor Martyr, I promise I will actually do a Let's Play of it and get it out on YouTube because that was New Year's resolution well, punching the balls you, uh, you just mentioned Cyanide Charlesy mm-hmm. and I've just remembered that they're making a game that I am so looking forward to they're making the new Call of Cthulhu game oh is that Cyanide as well yep Cyanide are making Call of Cthulhu and I'm hoping that's going to be as good as I want it to be because it needs to be because that is a Call of Cthulhu game and you know that's it's, weirdly enough Call of Cthulhu hasn't I mean we've completely derailed from the news but oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu we, we, we didn't have a discussion topic now we do um, minor one um, but Call of Cthulhu I think has been rather underrepresented in the video game world whereas in the board game world we had an explosion of Call of Cthulhu games uh, what, just, just three years ago of, yeah just the I literature think of HP Lovecraft yeah. really has been it went all open license kind of thing, so I think it had got to that point in time where 
you didn't have to worry about copyright or, you, you know, you haven't got to pay royalties well, or anything. So everybody is... suddenly jumped onto it. Like, Sherlock Holmes was another one that wasn't quite so explosive, but there's a lot of Sherlock Holmes that started coming up. Because yeah. I think, again, it got but to the point where you didn't have to pay royalties. It's, it's one of those weird ones in terms of, like, there, there is actually, in video games, a metric shit ton of games inspired by Lovecraftian themes. But nothing like actually directly set in nothing. The, nothing directly set the in the Lovecraft universe. Mm. Yeah, but you, you tend to get the themes of insanity yeah. and, and like things that you shouldn't see that will mess with your mind and like different realities or like gods, or, or elder gods and stuff like that. But uh, an actual like the last game that I, I seem to recall that was made was Call of Cthulhu: Dark Corners of the Earth, which I have on PC and cannot run. It will not play. <laughs> Is it it's, it's, uh, it's like 2006. It's a PS2 game. Oh, okay. And, and when it came out, people were like, it was it's kind of like Vampire the Masquerade Ball, where people really like it, but it's really quite buggy. Oh, but, quite oh bad, Vampire the Masquerade. Bad, oh, yeah. game. It's a, a, like it's like that. Like this is more like it's not an RPG. It's a first-person survival horror game, mm. and it tells uh, tells the story of uh, I can't remember Dagport or something like that. Uh, one of his. Um, more famous stories, but um, yeah, I tried to I tried to play it on my PC, and unfortunately, it, it just it's one of those older games that just refuses to run on anything other than what it was designed to run on. Well, so, this thing, it's it'll be quite a challenge for a Call of Cthulhu video game, really, because it's far too easy for them to just go down that survival horror route I think yeah, well, there's a lot more to, yeah, to the like Lovecraft mythos yeah exactly what like Lovecraft is like it's it's, it's like themes more so than anything mm-hmm. it's, it's like the, the, well, it's the, all, the, it's, the it's all more investigation and sort of detect because a lot of a lot of the way it's normally portrayed it is generally like that um, 1950s ish sort of maybe a bit earlier I don't, I'm never very good 1890s, with it. Yeah. usually. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe other than that. But it's all yeah. almost like that detective kind of stuff. Um, almost like a long coat and a hat or whatever. And, and explorers and revolvers and stuff like that. But yeah. it should be almost like a detective thing where... You don't you don't know that it's Cthulhu and then it sort of slowly starts creeping in and bits. Well, yeah, I mean... And, it's not well, an action thing at all, and, oh, and God, like no. it'd be far too easy to go down the survival horror jump scares kind of thing. And I think, yeah. th- hopefully, like I say, Cyanide so far, from the bits I've played that are, are purely by them, because I think they they did play a little part in Space Hawk Deathwing, but it was they, I think they more helped out just because I think they're quite well on with the background and knowledge of the world. Don't quote me, anybody. I'm sure people will moan about this and tell me I'm completely wrong, but. Um, but the things I've, other things I've played by Cyanide have been pretty decent, and I'd hope they would stay true to the well, story as they have in other things. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping because like, Lovecraftian horror is, is a slow burn horror. It's mm-hmm. psychological. It, it's not. It's not. You know, gore. It's not blood. I mean, there are aspects of certain things in there like that, but it's not about that. It's it's about fear and insanity. And what a, a person's mind is capable of, and what their mind can play tricks on them, or, or like an entity can do to you, all kinds of things like that. I mean, it was a, a 
Christmas about three to four years ago, probably even earlier than that, probably six years ago, I got a Kindle for Christmas off my mum. And at the time, I think I wasn't able to afford any of the actual books on there. So I downloaded HP Lovecraft's entire collection because it was free. It was out there in the public. You could mm. just download it. And I read through every single one of them all the way up until At the Mouth of Madness, which is one of my favourite books of all time. Oh. It's, and so, like, I really enjoy H.P. Lovecraft's works. He was a fucking racist piece of shit, but he wrote good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I suppose he, he was a man of his you know, time, I guess, in a he way. Was a, he was definitely a man of his time, definitely. <laughs> uh, not a fan of the man himself, but I can't take away from his artistic integrity and his ability to write really good short stories. Uh, I, I enjoy every single one of them. So, a game based in one of his universes where it's slow creeping and you can just you feel dread dread is more than what you're after in, in, a, in a Lovecraft kind of game rather than terror you want dread so I'm hoping that they are, their Cyanide Studios are able to pull it off and Thanks. give it a, a solid a solid game set in that universe oh there's it's going to release in 2017 published oh wait it's a bit fucking uh, late I've just realised maybe actually maybe Deathwing was purely cyanide because um, Focus are involved Focus are put, have published well, Focus, yeah Focus Home Interactive oh, maybe Stru- Cyanide and Spiders Strumon Studio sorry yeah, is who with assistance from Cyanide so I'm I'm going to give them a pass and say that Cyanide is still okay um, I mean, I haven't been back to Deathwing for quite a while. There's a possibility that maybe they've patched it and it's it's okay now. But it was a, it was a mess when I went and bought it. Call of Cthulhu is looking nice. I'm just looking through some of the screenshots now, and you're definitely playing as an investigator, so that is good. And there's yeah. another human that it looks like he's walking up to interact with, so. It's a bit weird they haven't got a bit more information on the website considering it's meant to... Oh, wait. Wait, releasing in 2017? Which is 2018? Yeah, inis- initial release date is 2017. I'm guessing they pushed that way the way back. Wikipedia, that's all. Kotaku has some gameplay of it and it was only posted 17 hours ago. Official, yeah, yeah, so... They're still working on it. It's still being done. Uh, yeah, it's one of those oh, that'll oh, be. Oh, trailer was released January 1927. Delayed to 2018 with no specifics regarding date or quarter. Okay. So it's. It'll be done when it's done, basically. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be based on the pen and paper RPG. That's good then. It's being based on the tabletop RPG. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, I need to buy Inquisitor Marta. Uh, let's get back <laughs> to so the news. That one. Um, back to the news. So you wanted to end on the less crappy one. And this this is one... I know it doesn't directly relate to gaming super direct, but it's related to some bits we've spoke about um, a couple of shows ago. Um, and I found this quite an interesting one. And it's about Iceland... And it's about bitcoins, because we love talking about cryptocurrencies and the fact that bitcoin mining has spiked GPUs, up to the point, actually, where I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were tempted to tell they, sell a graphics card just because they can sell it used for more than what they paid for it brand new. 
um, at the moment. Um, I was like, well, what are you going to do without it? And they went, I don't know. And gave up on the idea. Anyway, um, there was a report um, of somebody saying that Bitcoin mining centres in Iceland are going to be using more power than all of the homes in Iceland in 2018, and they don't actually have enough power, or they won't have enough power, um, as it stands, to actually be able to um, power Iceland. So, Bitcoin mining is literally going to shut down Iceland at the moment. So, Iceland is one of those countries that were pretty good in terms of like renewable energy and maybe put things they, into like they've run solely on renewable energy. They they've run on hydroelectricity plants, wind farms and uh, various other renewable energy sources. <laughs> yeah, they've got magma magma fueled yeah, geothermal power plants because it's, yeah. right, okay. it's all I mean I, calling them magma fueled makes them sound cooler. Yeah, ge- geothermal you bastard. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah only, only so much you can do then, I guess. Only so much electricity you can produce. I suppose, yeah, if I guess... Bitcoin is draining the resources of the country. Well, if it's the all renewable, is, I suppose it makes like, it really cheap, doesn't it? From what I've, from what I've been reading on Ars Technica, uh, it's not like individual people sat in their homes just, you know, using their computers. It's, it, these are businesses that have been set up specifically designed to mine for yeah. Bitcoin. With with massive server rooms, basically uh, doing the same job constantly over. I mean, um, their 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 um, their energy firms basically have been having people ring up from companies asking for like you know eighteen megawatts of power, which is a, a in terms of in terms of actual how much you use in your household is in the is in the kilowatts barely. Mm. If that, 18 megawatts of like electricity going to one specific building is a frankly ridiculous amount of electricity. And for an, an, a, country, a country based in solely in renewable energy. <laughs> I was thinking because it's renewable, it's, it's so like, cheap. Like, yeah. Uh, cheap in comparison anyway to oil or coal. Well, or they, they, they were talking about how like... This is both a blessing and a curse kind of thing with the with these companies doing this because they're all kind of based out of the same place in um, Keflavik, which is right near one of their international airports, like one of the main ones mm. for Ireland. Uh, Ireland? Iceland. <laughs> Not Ireland. Um, but basically, like, it's good for the country because Bitcoin's doing well and obviously the more Bitcoins they can mine, the more the country's worth overall in the whole spectrum of how much countries are worth and it's good it's good for the economy basically however they're afraid that if they become because at the moment they're literally one of the top countries in the world for this kind of bitcoin mining operation they're they're at the top end and they're afraid that that will pretty much open them up to um hackers basically electronic attacks formed to to try and take like basically robbing them of their Bitcoin, mm. which has happened in a couple of locations so far. The other problem with it as well is that a Bitcoin farm doesn't require many employees, to be fair, because they're effectively just big server farms, so it's not like 
having a factory where you need loads of people working on a line or, or, or something like that, even though that's mainly robots these days. Um, so they don't actually end up paying that much tax because they're not paying like employment taxes or anything because they haven't got that many employees. Um, I suppose actually, although having loads of Bitcoin mining in the country is good because Bitcoin, you know, and the prices of it, but you're also not necessarily... You're going to have this big boom in industry that doesn't actually need to hire that many people, so you're not going to have that many people earning a wage and therefore paying money into the local economy as well because they need to go shopping and need to rent houses or, or yeah. buy fuel or, or, you know, things like that. So it is sort of a bit of an awkward knock-on effect there. So what you might end up finding is that they end up introducing some law that taxes bitcoin and bitcoin mining in some way to try and minimize it I, I imagine that's the standard kind of thing that happens these days well, there's it. an absolute ton of crazy things that come come with this as well because i've been i've been reading quite a lot on this and one of the other things about bitcoin mining and, and companies like this doing it is their buildings create so much heat from the mining of bitcoins that they're actually changing the temperature of the earth like scientists are actually like fearful that if there's too many of these buildings doing this, this mining for Bitcoin, that the, the heat generated from one of these buildings will actually attribute to global warming. Weirdly. Yeah, so forget but at the greenhouse same time, gases. <laughs> the heat produced from these buildings, they're actually using at the same time to create um, basically like mini farms within the buildings. They're using like UV lights and they're creating like trees for more oxygen. And that's what their plans are to do with the the heat that they're creating. So that it's like this weird fucking like Venn diagram of like killing the earth, but also nurturing the earth and raising more trees for people to breathe. <laughs> uh, we're not we're not far away really of moving towards hive cities, are we? Really, big just a city that's just a big building. Uh, with well, many floors in it. Judge Dredd mega cities. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's one big skyscraper that's like a thousand floors straight up, and just, and hundreds of miles lives in wide, there. and that's it. And just yeah, and the the bit the Bitcoin farms will be at the bottom, and the heat they and produce will then rise <laughs> through the building and heat it all up. There'll be, there'll be one about halfway up again, you know, just so that they yeah. uh, keep that heat going up, and that's how you heat your house. Or up. it'll only be halfway up, and the rich people live at the top, and then all the poor people live down underneath in the swamps of it'll the be, sewage produced thinking, by the upper end, and it, it turns into necromunda. It'll I'm thinking be, it'll, like it'll, fifth. Fifth element, almost. I was thinking about that, that episode of Black Mirror where to earn money, you don't do work, you like get on a treadmill and you jog for half an hour and you earn coins that way. Oh, so yeah, do you yeah, wanna, yeah. Would you like to earn 50 bitcoins? Well, then strap on a pair and go cycling for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is effectively a bit like that game that you played, isn't it? That Thor.in. Yeah. You're just sort of pressing buttons. To it wasn't a game, it was a good. message. Yeah, sort of warning. <laughs> They're just training you, ready for it. That's all it is. They're just getting you prepared. Yep. Um, so you can get used to pressing buttons to run the world. So yeah, basically, Iceland is melting. <laughs> yeah, which is odd <laughs> to the sea. No Thanks to Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, they could use them. They they already use geothermal plants to power their country. They might as well use geothermal. Just build a geothermal plant on top of a Bitcoin mining operation. 
and you yeah. got some more geothermal energy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I suppose if they can, if they can try and reuse that heat in some way, like you say, through plants or whatever, then at least there's some slight benefit to it. Um, but it's, it'll be interesting to watch because, of course, five years ago there was nothing like this. As no, far as I'm aware, was, I mean, it was it, down it, to maybe some people who have got a couple of machines going or something at home. Um, well, I mean, even even as little back as four months ago, that the 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 operator or the one of the the manager at this energy firm that talked about these bitcoins asking for so much energy, he said four months ago, I could not have predicted this trend, but by Bitcoin skyrocketed, and then they just got an influx of people mm. wanting to buy more energy. To power computers to mine Bitcoin. Yeah, it's mental. It's it's insanity. That it's it's blown up like this. Even and even it like it went up so high and then people were like, Oh the bubbles burst, Bitcoin is coming down in price. But you look at the price of one Bitcoin to like a US dollar. I think it's still nearly like two grand for one Bitcoin. Like one who's Bitcoin complaining? If you two. bought look how are you right now? I mean, oh, well, it's much higher than that. One Bitcoin at the moment, according to Google, is worth 7,000 British pounds. 7,000 pounds? And actually, it's quite, it's quite interesting to look at the graph because it, it's gone down recently. It has it? actually gone down, yeah. So um, you own, like, say, three years ago, you heard of this crazy new thing called cryptocurrency, and there's one out there that's quite popular, it's called Bitcoin, but you can't really get it anywhere. You can buy it from certain places or you can farm it using your computer and you get, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 Bitcoin that you did like three years ago and you forgot about it. Oh, God, you... Fucking hell, what, what kind of money would you be sitting on at its lowest fucking point? Well, during December, they were, it was averaging about 12, 13 grand <laughs> for one, one for one Bitcoin. Um, it has sort of dropped. It sort of dropped to a low when when's this low? Sort of sixth of February, so nine days ago, it dropped to just under five grand. That, uh, but it's it's creep creeping back up again. I mean, a year ago, this point a year ago, it was uh, eight hundred, just over eight hundred pounds for a bitcoin. Um, madness. It's quite mental. Also madness, really. Yeah, utterly. I mean, there's a bit of a peak. Yeah, looking at it, 2013 it is where it sort of started really kicking in, right at the back end of 2013, around 500 quid. Dropped again. We were hitting points of it being about 150 quid in August 2015, and then all of a sudden, 2017, back end just started creeping up and up. Skyrocketed in December, dropped again, and is back up, going on the way back up. It's very interesting. It's it, it, genuinely interesting to know that, that that this isn't even a physical currency we're talking about here. This, this no, it's very dangerous, yeah. Solely in the internet. This is a digital currency. I suppose, actually, it's probably getting towards a point where Bitcoin's probably a lot safer than some of these other ones. Um, Possibly. I mean, it'd be very hard to forge something that doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. <laughs> no one's giving you fake Bitcoin. Um, but but there's also there's a lot of cop well not copycats but there's also a lot of others out there now isn't there like Litecoins and, and there's and yeah there's, there's various tons. other ones so one I that mean, I had there was a pedometer I had on my phone where it just counted my steps 
and it was just like, oh, for every so-and-so steps, you get one sweat coin, I think they were called. <laughs> but the, look, it sounded daft, but the daftest thing was that this was a free app that gave me coins in its own currency for walking, and the things you could buy with the coins were genuine. I could get, with 10,000 coins, I could get an iPhone ten, or... Ten thousand, or was it no, seven thousand pounds wired straight to a PayPal account? Oh wow, yeah. So coins at the moment are worth uh, typically trade according to this website between five cents to ten cents each. Mm. So yeah, if you could build them, I mean, how how all... how far did you have to walk to get a single sweat coin though? Well, I mean, like uh, you you yeah, this it's kind of like one of those Ponzi schemes or like one of those things. If you got the free version, you were allowed to earn up to. Five sweat coins a day. So you just you just have it on. But the the trouble that I got rid of it um, mainly because it's a battery killer. Oh, like okay. You got it on constantly. Your phone. It's got graphs and shit going on. It's trying to measure. It's using your fucking your inbuilt gyroscope to measure how many times you, you know your, your movements kind of thing. Then again, like um, my, I have my pedometer on my phone. It doesn't really notice it. But well, looking this, at that, you're if if you're on that free version. Then, if you get your five a day at five cents each in a year, you would make ninety-one dollars. There you go, from walking, which is about but like seven got, quid a year. Yeah, they've got different versions basically where you could buy like upgraded versions. I think that the the highest one was like thirty pounds, but you could earn as many coins as you wanted by walking or whatever. Mm. But I don't know whether you could gain that system because uh, I started this after a work colleague and I ended up with more steps and sweat coins at the end of the day because my phone had a much more sensitive gyroscope in it and it was picking up me doing not just walking but like just general shifts in my movement as steps where his was an older iPhone and it was just kind of going every time his foot planted and his phone would wobble that would count as a step. So you could probably game it by just shaking it a bunch. Yeah, I suppose actually I just set it up on like a... Um, get a power drill and attach a suction cup to the back of your phone and, and attach it to the drill and then you might just be able to just sort of spin it round and yeah, round and it just, might yeah. recognise it. Um, so there's probably, way, probably a way to game it. I don't know. I got rid of it because it kept killing my battery and... Yeah. Well, well, to be fair, actually, I think it was like people were trying to Pokemon Go to open eggs. People were like literally putting the phone on like a model railway system and just sending it round so it would seem like it was doing steps. <laughs> and yeah, crazy Inventive things. bastards, isn't they? Yeah, yeah. If there's a way to get in the system, somebody will always do it. Oh, yeah, naturally. Um, but yeah, there we go. Bitcoins melting Iceland killing the earth potentially going to be the things that heat you in your future hive cities I'll give you trees yeah <laughs> hippie in the middle at least you're in the middle of my screen fucking hell we were He's born in a well. weird weird time <laughs> it's a weird time uh, to be alive well I suppose you know it's always Nissan have made slippers that park themselves it's a weird time what Nissan made slippers that okay. park themselves. That's something I'm going to look at after after we've closed <laughs> this up. Um, because that sounds quite... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. In, impressive. Um, Survey yeah. agent. 
And there's that video going round of the two robots. The one robot looks at a door, calls oh, the other robot. Yes. And that robot comes over and opens the door and people have gone, right, that's it, Skynet confirmed. We're all doomed. The human race is over. Yeah, robots can now <laughs> open doors. It's not like before they could have just blown the door up or something <laughs> like that um, and set off a controlled explosion. But, yeah. Boston, yeah, Dyna- yeah. Is Boston Dynamics? Boston, Boston Dynamics? Boston Dynamics, yeah. What a company they must be to work for, like, to be involved in that kind of crazy stuff. Um, it'd be a fascinating, fascinating job. You'd have to be very intelligent. It'd be like working for oh, Google, gotcha. I suppose. Yeah, no. Actually, Boston no. Dynamics, are they the ones owned by Google? Google bought some robotics firm, didn't they? I can't remember who they bought. But God, the, no. um, Google Robotics Company. Uh, I'm sure they... I don't know if they sold them uh, in June. Boston Dynamics, they sold them to SoftBank, a Japanese tech uh, giant. Oh, well. So Google did have them and have sold them. And Sacked them off and then the Japanese came in and went, here you are, make a robot that opens doors. We need dogs, robot dogs <laughs> that can open doors. Um, Meanwhile, they've got Onda with that fucking creepy fucking midget robot uh, that keeps walking as, around as, asking as you where you are. Asimo. Asimo. So many of that. So many of the dog as well, don't they? So God knows, the there's so many. So, so many, yeah. They love the robots. Well, that would be interesting to see how it goes. Um, the world is ever-changing. But yeah. Otherwise, I think that wraps things up, at least for the news. Yeah, um, I think, I think uh, overall. Uh, classic that's... derailment, divergence from from the truth. But... So I think are we going to call it there? Is that is that? I think that's a good place to uh, to say. I mean, I think Ad's Ad's got a very pained look on his face, and looks like he might be trying to scratch his bum. Oh yeah, I'm scratching my balls right now. Oh no, I said bum. That's being kind. Do you know when you get like one of those uncontrollable itches where you like you judder a little and you're like. And you have to like scratch it in order to like make things right with the world. It wasn't one of them at all. I'm just scratching my balls. The no, we were having a serious conversation. Episode eight completed. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, achievement: 100 game score for the pair of you. Well, lovely. Um, I'll add it to all the other game score. I don't give a shit about. <laughs> Oh, those were the days. I must complete this game 100% and do every single achievement so I can get these random points that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, but you felt good doing it. I didn't feel good doing it. The only game I fucking did that one was called a GTT. I broke a pad doing it. Yeah, you felt good afterwards. It was something like people went crazy crazy for King Kong because it was really easy to get the full one because it was like max 1,000 per game. Mm. King Kong, I think you pretty much just had to complete the game which took like six hours, and it was like ten levels and a hundred game score for each level of completing it. So people went m- mental for King Kong just because it was an easy thousand yeah. game score. That and the last day of Ender game, that was also an easy thousand. Yeah, there was a bunch of them like that. And then you get like Skyrim, and it'd be um, no Oblivion or whatever. Just thinking back to the early days ones, which were more of a nuisance. You'd have to you do like zero game score achievements. What cockend thought that was a good idea? Or yeah. or two? You've got two game score. Well, five, is just like here's five. Granted, a lot of the time you get five for just effectively turning it on. But <laughs> like, yeah, 
the good old days right. games go. All right. Maybe that, 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 that can be a future dis- 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 future discussion topic. Sure. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. Alright. Um, so, thank you very much for listening. You have been. If, Adam, if, where can people um, contact us? Yes, yes, Mark. Yes. <laughs> He's learned. He's learning. Now, the can Andrew remember? It? At Yahoo. No, no, don't do this. People will, <laughs> it was people, going so well. The game's will finally get emails and people will be sending them to the wrong address. I'll have to create like all sorts of email addresses across. <laughs> Across the board, um, it is uh, the games cluster at gmail.com, of course. And we have a WordPress which is the games cluster.wordpress.com, where is another way of contacting us. And the podcast goes up on there anyway because that's the way that you hear this because it needs to go yep, into some yep, form of feed yep, to get yep. picked up by our RSS feed. We also yes. have a lot of um, old youtube videos so we do plan to put more on at some point in the future um it is my new year's resolution which yes. like i say the first two months of the year have been wiped off so um i have 10 months to make good i'm gonna buy Chris tomato and that's literally what i'm well first of all i need to buy train tickets you know what i did i'm not gonna lie i did try and complete i know we're trying to win the episode here i did try and vlog um my trip to nottingham i'd filmed a section of me in the car driving to go and pick up my friend i'd got some in-car shots of the road like i'd done with the shades by vlog um i took my camera stand with me so that i could film stuff while i was there and and i just didn't get really much of a chance i mean granted i wouldn't really be able to film inside seminars anyway because it's sort of like protected content i suppose behind closed doors um yeah i was going to do an unboxing I've still haven't actually opened the like. There was a big fancy new model released, um, one of the Primarchs Rogal Dawn, um, seventy-five quid. That fucker was, and he's. I've, I've got him, and he's still in the wrapping because I've been planning to do an unboxing video. I just haven't had time to. Um, so save him, do it. Yeah, so I haven't. I still haven't actually opened him and done anything tried to assemble him or anything I haven't even had a chance to build the bastard let alone think about painting him <laughs> um, because I've been wanting to do an unboxing so stuff will be coming I promise I promise just don't expect anything before the end of February um, yeah uh, I'll be setting up a Twitter for Games Cluster oh uh, we'll be tweeting out uh, podcasts that's what now, we do when love they're re- when they're released and uh, also where questions and stuff like that if people want to ask questions via Twitter, that'd be uh, super cool. Uh, so, the games cluster, we love dying platforms. That's yeah, that's what actually. we found. We love dying I'm platforms. Gonna, I'm going to go with the most obsolete platforms I can possibly fucking find for your questions. Bebo, find me at Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, Twitter tw- tw- Twitter is 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 a slowly dying beast. I think um, it's not looking promising for Twitter. Um, but we shall see what happens yeah. to Twitter. Still, still utilising. Still, uh, still, tons of people are still using it constantly. But Twitter yeah. just aren't making any money that if, easily. If they, That's what it turns out. Is, if is. it dies, I'll just move our Twitter profile straight onto LinkedIn. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> using LinkedIn. I've got LinkedIn. I have LinkedIn for business purposes, LinkedIn. though. I don't. I, but I don't know why I made mine. 
just well, because lols in it. Well, I get offered it. really random jobs through it because it's got some mention of people in my job title and some mention probably in my profile that I work within a HR department. I get offered like HR manager jobs. I know nothing about employment law. I work in <laughs> HR and, and function within HR. But I, I, I know a little bit about maternity and that's only because I used to sit next to a girl who always spoke to people on the phone about maternity leave and even then I can't really remember half of it so yeah you just get really random job offers it's great um what are you looking at Mark oh did 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 she walk there'll be in? a clap in the audio somewhere as she tried to get my attention oh okay has she left <laughs> yeah oh she won't be able to hear us anyway I was going to shout at you um but yeah so you, we've given you our email address We've given you our WordPress. You can find us on YouTube at the Games Cluster. Uh, again, there'll be links within the WordPress to it anyway. As long as you remember one of them, you should be able to find the rest. Yeah. Um, and Mark's going to create a Twitter. So he'll abuse him. That'd be great. Please. Um, so, so I enjoy my days. And we'll do another crazy giveaway at 100 followers. Or 100 retweets of... I don't know. I don't know how... I don't use Twitter. Um, so maybe I should start I don't uh, know. I'll find I'll find some way of uh, getting out there don't worry about that yeah we'll pay loads of people in <laughs> Thailand to become fans on Facebook and subscribe and just, to YouTube I suppose um, just to finish off as well a little a social experiment to see if we aren't actually talking to ourselves send yeah. us an email and you'll get a free game <laughs> that's what you're going to do you, all you're going to do is say hello yeah. send us an email saying hello and you'll get a free game. Send some comedy abuse or a funny story that we can tell. But if you send us comedy abuse towards Mark, we'll send you two free games. There you go. Let's not make this fucking precedent. And by free games, as in you don't have to pay for them. It's not games that are free on the internet and we're just going to send you a link to them. It's literally Steam Keys <laughs> for yeah. games. We'll, we'll send them to you completely Freeware. free of charge. Freeware. We'll, and to be fair, if you're first might even be kind enough to give you an option and go, what do you fancy out of these? And we'll send you the code for it. How about that? Put a picture of my fucking balls. We'll make sure Mark does not have access to the Gmail account. So the games cluster <laughs> at gmail.com. Send us an email. Get a free game. How good's that? Alright. Well, thank All you right, very much for listening. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll cheers. Yes. Goodbye from me. Goodbye for me. And it's goodbye for them. Oh, that's Fuck terrible. Fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> are they, Aren't they both then now? Uh, yes, they are. Bye. Bye.